Welcome back to Mama You're Okay podcast. I'm Ileana, and today we have a wonderful guest with us today. Um, her name is Susan Sassenis, and she's one of my good friends. We met at church, and it I play music at my church, as you all know. And it just so happened that one day Susan was like, would you like to teach my daughter's piano? And then it just kind of, right? I think that that's how we started. And uh, we just started building our friendship from there. Still go to the same church, all that. And um, she's also watched me go through two pregnancies, have two babies. And now her kids are basically watching my kids at VBS. So (laughs) it's been awesome to have Susan in my life and the beauty of it too is that she has um shown me how her faith has truly led her family and her momming style as well as the topic of today's conversation which is homeschooling so i am so excited to start up this podcast and i look forward to this conversation that we're going to have and how her faith shapes her uh, children's lives, her life, her children's schooling, as well as just in general, how homeschooling has um, shaped her kids' lives. So excited for this podcast. Okay. Hi, Susan. Hey, Eliana. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for doing this. I truly appreciate it. Um, I know. And the best part about this is that I like flung this at you last night, literally less than 12 hours ago. I'm like, Hey, Susan, what you doing tomorrow? So today just, we had, we have an hour and we're going to get this done. There we go. (laughs) And like I said, in the intro, I just, um, I admire you and what you've done. (laughs) Susan's eyes just got really big. No, I really (laughs) do. I admire you because first of all, your kids are super well, like well-rounded. Um, you, what are the ages of your kids right now? 12, 10, 8, 5, but soon to be 6. Soon to get, so very close in age, but like a good range of age group right now for six, like six year age range, yes. right? And um, so you're going through that life in, with your kids while then I'm starting out mine. And so you've also been so comforting for me because um, you've helped me kind of navigate some of the things like the ailments and issues that I've had. And I know that not trying to get too emotional here, but I was so thankful for you when I was pregnant with Carter, trying to get pregnant with Carter, because I, you were one of the first people that I told about my ectopic pregnancy. Yes. And I was just devastated and you were just so comforting. And then I found out that I was pregnant a month later, you know, or a month or two. And you were there from the beginning, you were helping me and you're, um, especially the hormonal change that I went through. And I was just like, oh. I can do this. And you were like, it's going to be okay. <laughs> it, it's hard. It is hard when you're um, wanting to have a baby and then, you know, sadness comes and then the hormones are going out of control and your husband loves you, but sometimes you just need to hear from a woman who's <laughs> gone through it that it's going to be okay. Yeah. It's going to be okay. And especially where we believe in the same things that are faith. Mm-hmm. It's like, Jesus has gotcha. Yeah. We don't know why we have to go through certain hard times, but yeah, he's got you every time. Yeah. And that was the biggest part is like, and you're constantly reminding me of that, uh, that if you're having a rough day, just sit down and pray, just sit down and pray and uh, just be like, Lord, just give me the strength. And I've done that so, so many times, especially in the last three years as a mom, because when the kids are being extras, <laughs> I would just sit there and be like, okay, just God, just give me through the next hour. And then next thing you know, the hour has gone and I haven't killed anybody or myself. <laughs> so I think that that's a plus, you know, he's it listening is. and you're constantly reminding me of that. So I am so thankful for that. Um, you are a stay-at-home mom, but you homeschool yes. your children. But you were not always this. So no. would you tell me a little bit about your background? I graduated from Marshall University in 2000, December 2000, with an education degree. Mm-hmm. Um, I have substituted, you know, you get the call at 5 o'clock in the morning. I've done that kind of substituting. I've worked at a middle school in Winchester, Virginia. Um, I was a sixth grade language arts history teacher. Mm. Then I came back to West Virginia and thought I was leaving teaching. God laughs (laughs) because I was waitressing and subbing again. And then a long-term sub position came open at a high school. 
and I ended up teaching ninth grade history and Spanish at a high school. Spanish? Spanish, yes, yes. And then um, about two and a half years into that, I left because I I didn't want to teach in the public school my entire career. I really thought I could. Um, I told God one day, I'm like, this school's great. I could stay here 30 years and retire. And I just felt on my heart, he's like, but you're not. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, where'd that come from? Yeah. And so I actually left. I was going to go back to school to be a doctor. Oh. I went back. I took several science courses in preparation to take the MCAT. And lo and behold, I met my husband who happened to be a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So my friend at church said, Susan, you just got the whole meaning wrong. It wasn't that you were going to be a doctor. You were just going to marry one. Marry one. Thanks. That's so interesting. I didn't know that. Yes. And so then when I got married, um, I was a, a homemaker. But then I also volunteered at a pregnancy resource center up until the birth of my first child. And then one of the reasons I had not found a job, paying job, was that if we did have children, I would be able to stay at home. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband really wanted that to, for me to have that option. If I wanted to work, he was okay with that. But if I wanted to stay at home, he wanted me to be able to do that like his mother did. Mm-hmm. And so from that point on, I stayed home. Um, homeschooling wasn't on the radar then. Uh, my oldest daughter actually went to two years at preschool. Oh, okay. And then I was looking for Sunday school curriculum. They didn't have like a Sunday school class for my little girl, um, preschool class because I grew up, um, I'm Catholic now, but I grew up Baptist and my mom taught the nursery and like, you know, for the most part, they just ran around screaming and playing, but she always had like a little lesson Mm -hmm. from this material. She did the flannel people, the flannel board. Some of you out there old enough to know what that is. (laughs) Um, and so I was just looking for something for her and then, and it was specific. The one I was looking for was specific and I couldn't find it, but I kept finding this preschool homeschool curriculum a very good friend from college she homeschools she's still homeschooling she has seven children mm-hmm. she's a part-time lawyer um part-time professor and and she homeschools yes wait what yes is she human she is and she's <laughs> wonderful she is wonderful and she has a wonderful husband who supports her and her oldest is graduating i think this year she's 18 and her youngest isn't even a year yet so um she she has a whole bunch but that shows you you can work and homeschool and yeah it works and so i knew she homeschooled i had some um cousins who homeschooled and i just felt the lord saying you're gonna pull her uh, your other daughter from the preschool and your homeschooling i'm like really I'm like, really? Really? But we took that leap of faith. My husband was okay with it. Um, nervous. Yeah. Nervous. Yeah. He's like, I don't want them to be weird. <laughs> so that came from your husband. Okay. That came gotcha. from my husband. <laughs> you know, he wanted them to be able to interact with people, to socialize with people. Yeah. Um you know, well-rounded. Like, yeah, which, you know. by the way, her kids are not weird by any ways, shape, or form. They're very, very good kids. So. Oh, they're, they're fun. They are fun. So um, that's kind of how I got into homeschooling. Yeah. I was just looking for a Sunday school curriculum, and God said, nope, you're going this route. And, yeah, I think it'll be nine years this year. Yeah. I really haven't counted. <laughs> so that that is a very interesting – I didn't – know the backstory of how you started. So that's very interesting um, how you came upon it. And there, that's good that you had influences of like mm-hmm, that, yes. that it worked. Um, I know that in the last two, three years, because of COVID, a lot of families did decide to go the homeschooling route because one, you know, we had no idea what COVID was going to do to us, um, how it was going to affect our kids and the teachers. Um, and I also know a couple of people, though, that even though we went back to school last year, not no virtual, maybe masked, um, those families still decided to keep their kids homeschooled. And uh, um, if you have the resources and ability to do it, that's that's so great. I know that there are definitely benefits of homeschooling versus public school. And I have definitely thought about it myself at one point, but then I stay home with my kids for like a week and I'm like, <laughs> mm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
And my and my husband's also like, I don't know if you could, but it's not for everybody. And you also might surprise yourself that at this phase of my life, yeah, a two-year-old, three, you know, three-year-old, they're hard. So of course I'm going to be like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to, but maybe in three years, they're going to be a little bit different. And I don't know, five-year-old Carter might be a little bit more tolerable. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I love my kids. I promise. Um, <laughs> I just uh, don't know if I'll be able to teach them. I'm not sure it's going to happen. <laughs> I was going to say, I think for everybody who's entertained the idea, I would love for them to try it. Mm-hmm. Even a year, because there is a beauty in you being the one to watch your kids. You know your kids, and yes. you're not sending them off to somebody for eight hours or 10 hours. They are there. And yeah, there are times I have to walk away. Yeah. There are times I'm like, that's our squeaky door. <laughs> um, there are times I have to walk away because I am very, very frustrated. And my oldest who just actually walked in the door, she will tell you, I was a yeller at one point. Yeah. And I didn't like that. And I had to work with God on that and, and pray about it and take those deep breaths. And so now I've learned just walk away. Yeah. Just walk away. Look, just look at him and be like, can't do it right now. And, but there's just, and there's a beauty in the flexibility of homeschooling. Mm -hmm. Um, now some States, you always have to look at each state. Um, if you're international, you have to look at your country yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and see what their rules are. Um, but in the state of West Virginia, there is no like attendance requirement. They just expect that you're going to do what you say you do. You're going to teach the five core, which is just reading English, math, science, and history or social studies. And that at the end of the year, you'll have your child either tested or create a portfolio that is accepted by a certified teacher. And so that's part of the beauty is the flexibility. Mm -hmm. um, your kids are sick. It's just the cold, but you couldn't send them to school. Mm -hmm. They can do their schoolwork here yeah. and they don't fall behind. And my kids don't like it. They do not want to fall behind. So unless they're just like really flat out sick, yeah, they sit there and they cough and they sneeze, but they yeah, get their work done. That's we want to go see grandma and papa. We take off and go see grandma and papa. Yeah. So definitely that is a benefit of having, having, of doing your homeschooling at, at home. And also like what led you to choose a specific curriculum then like for your prayer? Home? A lot of times it's prayer. I'll be honest. Um, because when we first started looking into it for our eldest daughter, I, and I thought I was going to do one thing and I sat down to pray after a conference and it was like, nope, you're going this route. Oh, okay. And I'm like, what? are you serious? No, that can't be the route. And that's, that's one way. Um, I really do try to pray about the curriculum that I'm going to use. Um, and since then, cause I went with, um, it was a Christian based company, not Catholic, but it was Christian based and it had everything you wanted. And for the first few years we did that. And then as you get more and more kids homeschooling, you can't, possibly teach each kid individually subjects. Mm. So certain subjects like science and history, we began to do together. And so I broke away from there and I prayed about, okay, God, what curriculum do we use? How are we going to do this? And I felt like, you know, different years, we, we chose some different things. And then um, a few years ago, he helped us stumble onto some history from the Catholic viewpoint, which was important to me. And um, it's actually, they have four curriculum, four years. So we've been doing that. And then this year um, we're doing a different science program, but we had been doing another science program. Just prayed about it. Cause it's like, I don't know if they're learning as much, you know, it is fun, but I know that there's certain things that we're not quite getting that other kids might've had. And so he's led me to a different curriculum where we can choose, like if we want to do earth science or animals. And the previous one was a really cool one. If you like history, because it was science through history. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you actually saw the progression of all the natural philosophers into the scientists oh, and yeah. every, and how they weren't always right. It was a neat curriculum and I liked it, but we're going to go a little bit different this year. So, okay. but a lot of it's, I, I encourage um, any of the mamas who are listening, if you're of faith, pray about it. Um, think about your students as well. I have students that at this point, they're pretty average. They can do the reading, they can do the writing. It's not difficult, 
but some of you might have children that have a disability mm -hmm. and there is so much curriculum out there that you can find a curriculum that will help your student help with their disabilities or maybe not their disabilities. They just learn differently than they might have if right. they're going to a public school, um, you know, a public or a private school might have them doing pencil and paper all day long. Mm -hmm. Well, your kid doesn't need pencil and paper yet. They just need manipulatives. They need to see the two blocks and the three blocks and put them together to see the five blocks. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. They're mm -hmm. getting that. Yeah. And so, um, that's the style, your learning style. So you want to pray about it. Think about their learning styles. Um, what's going to be best. Um, and you can read about the different curriculums out there as well as, um, different styles of learning. Some people really like a classical style. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. That's a big one, especially in the area we're in, but then there's the Charlotte Mason style and there's Montessori, mm -hmm. there's traditional. Yeah. There is some homeschooling out there where they don't do much at all. I will tell you that. Um, you want to try and stay away from that one though. <laughs> um, but you know, a lot of it comes down to, for me is prayer. Mm -hmm looking at my kids what's working what's not working and that's very interesting that like even though you start out with one curriculum doesn't mean that you're stuck with it because so, mm -hmm. it sounds like you've already gone through three almost right oh we've been through i don't know if i've been through as much as some homeschool moms but we've been through a few yeah. different yeah companies and yeah um and we like the first one in fact we still use the first one math and reading and spelling right now mm -hmm. um we've just branched out because trying to teach the history and the science individually, you know, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Whereas, um, this past year we studied the medieval age mm -hmm. and, Oh, I think I remember you saying, yeah, that. I required more of my 11 year old in her, what we call narrations, her telling back to me what she's learned than I required of the five-year-old who I'm like, can you give me some, yeah. <laughs> do you remember anything, Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, and the activities, you know, I definitely expect her to do a coloring page and the others, they can work on the puzzles and things like that. Yeah. So it's, um, that's how it would, you know, for those parents who have the multi, the bunch of kids, yeah. that's how we do a lot of the content curriculum. Um, like your, your sciences, your histories, your, what else can you, your faith, mm -hmm. um, art, art, music, yeah. you can do, a lot of those where you teach a basic concept and then based on their skill level is how they show you they've learned the material. I see. Well, that's very cool um, because they're all a wide range. It's almost like going back to old school schoolhouses, mm -hmm. like where you had six different age groups all in one classroom, but like the older kids sat in the back because they kept doing like harder and harder things. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, it so, is. Many yeah. people take this to the one room schoolhouse. Yeah. It is the one room schoolhouse and it works. It does work. Um, a lot of times because the younger listens to the older, they mm -hmm. admire the older, the older will sometimes just stop to help the younger and you have this um, great relationships. Yeah. That's awesome. And like I said earlier, like I taught your kids piano. And so I know that you were in also incorporating music mm -hmm. into your curriculum too, which was cool to that. You do. Um, there's this beautiful, beautiful woman, Erica. I don't remember Erica's last name, but she has it. It's called enrichmentstudies.com. And she offers uh, a curriculum where she will email you daily for about a semester um, a composer in a certain genre. Mm. So I remember Baroque and, mm. um, I think she's actually, when we first did it, you know, the composers weren't together per se, meaning we didn't listen to all of the composer composers music at once. We'd have a different composer every day, mm -hmm. but I think she's gone through and changed that. And she's, um, has it like the composer, like you study one composer one week and then another composer another. And it's simple because it's an enrichment class. She sends me a YouTube link. Mm -hmm. She'll give me a little bit of background information to read to my children about it. And then we just listen to the music. And if it's a good video, you can watch the video. Sometimes it's just the music playing, but it's so simple. And the kids can hear how that music's alike. And she has it, I know, mm -hmm. through the Baroque and the classical stage and I think maybe the romantic I don't remember how many but she takes you through you can go through the history of music yeah 
And she also has something similar for artists. And we've actually been doing that the past couple of years where we studied artists from the Renaissance. And she sends us a YouTube link and they tell us about this artist or they show the work. And we usually have um, three of the artists work on the walls. So we, and a lot of times if she can, the video will go with that artwork mm -hmm. on the wall. And so the kids get to learn what does it mean by Baroque? What do they mean by um, when the, the Renaissance was happening? Mm -hmm. What's the Dutch golden age? Yeah. What's um, like the romantic era yes, and all that. Yes. Yeah. And I think, I think she has one more that we can do and it would be the impressionists. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and then last year we also did what we call a narration. Oh no, no, we didn't do a narration because we did different um, writing programs. So they actually wrote about one of the artists, oh, okay. researched some and wrote about it. They got to choose which artist. Mm -hmm. And like I said, we changed our writing program. So I used IEW this past year, which is, stands for Institutes and Excellence of Writing. I think Andrew Pudawa, if you're looking up it. Um, he really broke down the writing process to where by the May, even my eight-year-old could read a little bit of basic information on the artist and write about it. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and that was just a writing program. I'm not strong in writing. Mm -hmm. I've never been strong in writing. And I knew that what we had was not working. So mm -hmm. here you go. Yeah. What do you do? You go and you find something that will work better for the following year. And this one worked great for us. I've learned a lot from it. Um, I feel like I could do a better research paper <laughs> now than I ever could. Yeah. And so, and so that's in another beauty of homeschooling is I get to learn. Um, so, so let's talk about that. Um, what has been some of like the, the, positive points of homeschooling because then we'll also talk about some of the things that yeah. has been a challenge as well yes they need so. to know because i have been kind of glowing about it but you know i need to tell them it's not <laughs> i'm not perfect um you know benefits just family time mm -hmm. my husband is able he works depending on traffic he works anywhere from five to 15 minutes away <laughs> which is awesome <laughs> which is some and sometimes 20 if anybody knew the road we lived on yeah um and so he can come home for lunch it's family time. He loves coming home to, for lunch. Um, also, he will go on conferences. And when he looks at conferences to go on, he finds family friendly ones. Aww. And if it's during a typical school year, we can still go. Yeah. As long as my children are showing progress every June 30th, if we want to take a family vacation, if we want to go on a conference with my husband, if we just need a week off because we're all sick with the flu, we can do that. And we don't have to worry about um, missing too many school days because yeah. you only get so many in or the school getting year. getting behind. Do so, you ever find yourself taking work with you on vacation? So like if they had to do some reading or writing or math, like would you take if it If it you? is a solid vacation, we don't take anything with us. Mm -hmm. If my husband's doing a conference, conferences he usually looks for are he has class in the morning and after lunch he's free mm -hmm. so if it's a school year we take some of our lesson work with us mm -hmm. we usually don't take everything but we take some of it with us and so while he's doing his classes we do some of our classes and then in the afternoon evening we get to play go out whatever, wherever we are we can go and have yeah. fun and that works well because it helps him to stay in his class. He's not feeling like, oh, I'm missing out. Oh, yeah. I'm missing sure. out. Um, and so sometimes we do, but like if it would be a true vacation, no. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the beauty of the flexible schedule, like yeah. I said, um, I was listening to the, there was a homeschool, like a mini conference last week online. And the one lady was talking about working moms or working parents. How can you? work and still homeschool and she's like the schedule's yours she's like if you guys need to do saturday school to work with your schedule do saturday school she's like if you need to do it in the evening do it in the evening if you need to set it up that it's just a four-day school week you can do a four-day school week yeah. and then you have a three-day weekend um she's like it's yours make it work for your family and it's just amazing, the flexibility. Um, family, so what are good? Flexibility in your scheduling, really knowing your children and family time um, together, um, as well as if you like to learn, 
and I learned so much with the kids. I did not know art history. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, wow, this is really neat. Yeah. And then when we put it in on a timeline, it's like, oh, I didn't know they were alive together. And just the learning, the science, the, the writing, just yeah. how to better improve my writing. And so you get to learn with them. And in fact, my husband has told me there are times he's very jealous oh. of how I'm getting to learn along with him, with them and some of the material we're learning. Yeah. And, um, you know, and so, the, you know, that's great. Learning with them, finding the curriculum that works for your kid. Um, you know, that's a beauty of it as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause like if you go to a public school, you're stuck with whatever the teacher's teaching you, right. And how the teacher's teaching you. Well, and you're also yeah. stuck with the curriculum that the state has chose mm -hmm. as well as the books your county has chosen. And sometimes it's not even the teacher's choice. No. Either. And no. so the teacher is learning as they're trying to teach it, which makes it also kind mm -hmm. of overwhelming. Yes. So, and then the students feel it too. So. They do. They do. And so, I mean, that's just one of the boons of, of homeschooling. You mm -hmm. have, you have that flexibility, you have the family time. Um, and don't get me wrong. It's not all perfect family time. Yeah. So let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, um, any working mom and dad will tell you it's hard to balance everything. Mm -hmm. It's hard to balance everything. If you are homeschooling, I will not lie to you. I mean, there are days I put my head on the pillow feeling not like I'm the most prosperous and successful person in the world. You know, we didn't get to this subject today or this happened and we didn't do that. Or we, you know, am I preparing them for college? Am I doing enough? Right. that they can be successful if they want to go to college. Yeah. Um, you, you, you have that pressure, the balance, like, you know, you're balancing teaching them with your uh, housework, with taking care of the family in general, you know, um, shopping for food, doctor's appointments. Um, it, 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 it's a balance. So that one can be difficult. Um, if you are an unorganized person, that's definitely going to be one of your challenges as a homeschooling. But that doesn't mean you can't, mm -hmm. especially since there's a lot of what they call box curriculum. It comes with everything you need. It has a script for you to say. And if it's not working, like one lesson's not working, like for the most part, it's working, but you get to a lesson, it's like it's not working. Then you Google some YouTube videos. I've, I had to do that with fractions for one of my children. Mm. And we spent a couple days on it and then we moved on. And so one of the, you know, that's the challenge, the challenge you're always with your kids. Mm -hmm. You're always with your kids. Um, Which no matter how much you love your kids, that's hard. It is. <laughs> it is. You need some time away and it's getting better now that COVID's not as big of a deal. But when COVID first hit, we really had to, we backed away from everything um, for two reasons. We wanted to be able to see the grandparents. So we didn't want to expose ourselves to a lot. And the second is my husband's a physician. He mm -hmm. was seeing people with COVID and we never knew when he might bring it home. Mm -hmm. And so now that that's not as big, um, of a monster, mm -hmm. you know, we're getting back to where like church, we're having our CRE classes now in person. So I can drop the kids off with those teachers and then, and walk away and we can do the lessons and we're doing the soccer. And, yeah. and so you, you know, you definitely need to find time for yourself and for your kids to be with other people and other kids, mm -hmm. um, because you, you love that they're with you for all of this. But in my heart, and this is just my opinion, they need to know there's going to be other people they're accountable to. Right. They need to hear other words, which is why, I mean, I just ran, would run out of time and energy to teach piano. I might be able to play it, but man, every time I tried to teach them, I was exhausted. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to teach you what an A sharp is or a whole note. So I have found other people to teach them piano. Um, yeah. It's one of the reasons I don't volunteer for a CRE class where my kid's going to be. I want them to hear from other people about their faith. Mm -hmm. And um, so you find that outlet to help you. So balance always with your family has its pros and cons. Mm -hmm. um, you know, 
I think those are two of the biggest. Yeah. Two of the biggest, just keeping it all balanced. Um, Financial is going to be for some. Financial will be. In what ways? Does it cost a lot to do the curriculum like that or? It depends on what you want to do. Okay. Um, Some curriculum can be very, very expensive. Um, Homeschoolers are great though, especially the homeschooling parents from the 80s and 90s, um, the ones who really laid the groundwork for us who are homeschooling now, they offer it and they offer it usually a little cheaper. Like they, a lot of times they had to come up with their own curriculum. Mm-hmm. And so they offer it cheaper. Um, there are some groups that offer um, free, especially for preschool and elementary. You can find some free. A lot of people utilize the library. Mm-hmm. And so if your kid loves sharks, instead of buying a bunch of books on sharks, you're going to go to the library and ask them and pick out the books on sharks that you want and then read those to the child or have them read them to you. And so some people, um, that's how you help with the finances. But finances can be tricky. But I think most of the parents who really want it, they find a way, whether they find it through sacrifice, meaning you know, the $5 cup of coffee is going to go away for a while, whether, um, you know, um, some might find jobs, especially like an online job, a posting where they can get affiliates and they can do earn money that way. Um, some side hustles. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And then some people will actually give up the second job And then they just really budget well Mm -hmm. with the one family income. They've learned to budget really well. And so that's, that is a struggle for some of the families, but most of the families I know, even the ones that are kind of on a more fixed income, they find a way. Mm -hmm. There's also um, people resell their stuff. So it's possible to reuse your school items, right? And then like, just find it. And I know you're in like a homeschool community around here, correct? Like you and I had been, we stopped with COVID oh, okay. and now we're looking again to yeah. there, but there are several groups here. Um, and there's some groups here that are like, there are specific curriculum. Mm-hmm. And then there are other ones. They just hang out or they'll have classes. Kind of yeah. depends on yeah what you're looking for yeah um and so one thing that i would feel like in homeschooling as as somebody who would think of like oh what if i want to do this for my kids one of the challenges i can see is the social interaction and like the lack thereof and i know you touched base on it a little bit but by going through sunday school you know dropping up your kids or and plus like as the adult, I'm like, I feel like I should know more than my kids. And But you did touch base on that a little bit where you are learning with your kids. So that that helps out. But I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to like keep up with that. And that's um, so two things. You don't have to know it all. Mm-hmm. Most of the homeschool parents are going to tell you. In fact, I just read an email today about it. Do what you love and find help for what you might need help on. Mm-hmm. So I admit it. English and writing. I found a writing curriculum that worked for my kids and they're writing now and they're not fighting me on writing. Not that they fought before, but they're just like, what do you write about? I don't Mm -hmm, know. mm -hmm. And so here I found help where you might not know it. You get to do two things. You get to learn it with them or you find people to help you. You outsource everything. Yeah. You outsource. And that's perfectly okay. You're still homeschooling. Mm -hmm. My husband's a math major. And so two years ago, he started Math Mondays with Daddy, and he'll teach him math on Mondays. And it's beautiful because he's home. Well, he's home several Mondays. And so he helps me that way. Mm-hmm. Um, socialization is such, it's still what a lot of people try to put fear into parents and keep them away from homeschooling. Mm-hmm. And I remember a conference I went to when they were all itty bitties. Um, I think I was actually pumping at this homeschool conference. Um, Good for you. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, like you kind of remember those things. And one of the other things I remember is the lady told me, it's what do you mean by socialization? If you mean they can interact with kids their own age, they do great at public school and private school. She's like, but what I can tell you about homeschool kids is that not only can they interact with kids their own age, 
they don't mind to take care of and be sweet and kind and helping and gentle to the kids younger than them. She's like, I have kids that can also hold a conversation with an adult, not meaning they're going to be talking like Einstein's relativity or, you know, they might not be talking about, um, I don't know, the Ukrainian crisis, but they'll go up to an adult and they have no fear. Yeah. I had that fear starting in middle school and not a fear. It's just like, why do they want to talk to me? What do I talk to an adult about? Yeah. I don't know. And so this lady really inspired me because I don't want my kids to just be able to interact with kids their age. I want them to interact with all ages. And we have seen evidence of that. If you know my children, they're talkers. <laughs> And they'll just go up to you and they'll start talking to you about oh, anything. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anything. And so that part of socialization, oh my goodness, there's many times the homeschool kids have something above kids who are staying compartmentalized with their age group every okay. year. Yeah. So that one's not a big fear. Now, as far as the um, extracurricular activities, this is where parents have to sit down and say, what, what do you want your kid to do? Is it important and prayer? Is it important that they go to the homeschool prom? Well, in our area, they actually have starting at 13, several different dances throughout the year. Yeah, I feel like a, a friend of ours, daughter just went to one. She just yeah. went to one. And yeah. so they have several different throughout the year. We're blessed in our area that we also have a homeschool sports league. They offer mm -hmm. cross country, mm -hmm. archery, soccer, basketball, boys basketball. They're hoping to get girls going, um, volleyball track, you know, and, and they like to grow. It really just depends on parental health. Yeah. And even if you're not in an area like that, some of the States have now allowed, I guess it's called the Tim Tebow rule that you can play sports, um, at a public school. I can't remember our state has something. If you'll take at least one or two classes, Oh, okay. You can play sports. Like if you will go either to the campus for a day or not a day, but like for a class or two, or if you do their virtual public school, mm -hmm. a lot of times you can do sports. So okay. that's opened up a lot. Okay. A lot of the parents do feel about the, the missing out on the dances. So they try to do things. Um, so, but that's more of a parental fear, right? Like, cause if your kid, I mean, you're, you're not a, a child isn't going to come up to me at six years old and be like, I'm homeschooled and I'm going to miss prom. Like, I don't no. feel like that. That's more of a the parents are saying, oh, like this is something that you're not going to get to experience. But at the same time, they could get invited too, right. Oh, yeah. 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 You can be invited as well as it comes down to it is a parental fear. Because yeah. I sit there thinking like, oh, I did this and they're not going to. Mm -hmm. And I swear I had God tell me at one point, just not tell me like these, some of these people might be like, he actually talks in your head. No, I'm like, <laughs> it's just an impression I get on my heart. That, yeah. Is that really important? Right. Did that bring you closer to me? Mm -hmm. Is that something I have called for your children to do? Because how many kids in your school didn't do that? Mm -hmm. Or had a terrible time. Yes. Yeah. So a lot of that is I think the fear we have because we do like tradition and, yeah. you know, um, in some ways it might be easier for me to break from tradition because I'm not in my hometown. So I don't have that pressure. Oh, my dad That's went to true. this school. My sister went to the school. I went to this school. Now we all have to go to this school. Yeah. I do have a freedom from that where I had to move. Yeah. And so, but there is that like, the tradition um if we had a good time in it we want our kids to have a good time in it yeah. and there are some things you're going to miss but you know there are some kids i mean some of these athletes at the olympics they're homeschooled mm -hmm. and they well the the training is just so ridiculous that they yeah. have to be so they're homeschooled yeah. so yeah. what their family chose they're not going to prom either yeah and how many of those kids make it to the olympics mm -hmm. So yeah. you have to weigh, it's the balance thing again. Yeah. What's good for your family? Yeah. You know, we talked the other day that, will you go with traditional sports? Right. Or yeah. We just where we live, yeah. Or since where we live, we are such an outdoor, Yeah. you know, hiking, biking, climbing, rafting, you know, 
paddleboarding, being paddle on the board, lake, swimming. Yeah. All I that. mean, you guys might say, okay, our kids' sport's going to be kayaking. <laughs> we're going to go to one of the man-made lakes in our state. We're going to learn the basics. And then we're going on the river. Yeah. You know, we have several rivers you can go on. Oh, yeah. Um, I say that, though. My mother's heart's beating a mile a minute because I'm <laughs> never going to be able to turn that on kayak over. Never was able to do it. Um so, you know, you can look at that in your area. Maybe your kid's not going to be an athlete. So you're going to at least teach them healthy habits of exercise. Let's get out and walk every day. But that kid wants chess. Mm -hmm. You're going to find people who play chess. What, you know, just like in a public and private school, what are you good at? Yeah. You can find that. Um, and, and, and I'll be honest, it is hard sometimes to find the kids our age socialization we're working on that for our family yeah um we moved here five years ago the first year um we did do a co-op no bffs emerged from that um i take that back one did but then they moved oh new york oh yeah that's <laughs> a little a bit, far away it's a bit far <laughs> um and then um not that and when i say that we had good acquaintances we had good people that we talked to the life, like, oh, I, I could not let Live, go of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it didn't happen. And that was fine. And then, and plus, we also thought by the second year we were here that we would be moving again an mm. hour away. And then Which I'm we, so glad they did it. No, we didn't. And then, <laughs> but you have that limbo, so it's hard to create your relationships. And then by dang it, COVID yeah shut everything down yeah. and i've already explained why we didn't do as much we weren't as social yeah. and so now we're i feel like we're just really starting to bloom in that area yeah. of reaching out finding the kids our age making it work and you know my kids are soccer oriented right now and so we do have friends through that yeah that are that that's emerging and um you know what we've looked into we've definitely with our church we're with our church we're with soccer right now we're with piano horseback riding one of mine loves horses she doesn't want to be the competition so you're not going to see us at the olympics she <laughs> just wants to be able to take it out in the field and on a trail and i'm i'm good with that yeah um and that's what we but we have so many other options in our area yeah. you know it could be swimming it could be tennis it could be there's so much there is and that's that's another thing I wanted to say real quick. Um, some homeschool parents, because of that guilt feeling, over schedule. Oh, okay. In fact, a, a woman I knew in the city we lived in before, she actually would volunteer at the library. And she said that was one thing one of the librarians noticed is that because there's like this guilt for homeschooling families, they over schedule. They put too much in their schedules and the kids do get overwhelmed. So if yeah. you want to go the homeschooling route, it's okay to say no to things. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's good, okay. That is a good reminder because that, that it, it's FOMO, right? Fear of missing out. And so you don't, uh, but fear of missing out for your kids. Yes. Right. And so like, I need to, my kids need to do this. Like I was just listening to another podcast about summer vacation and like, I don't want my kids to just sit at home and do this. So I got to, they're at this camp this week. They're at this camp next week. They're with their friends this way. They're like, but like, it's I okay also have a childhood where I remember being really bored over the summer and I was kind of glad when school started. So, but I turned out okay. Like I don't need every second of my life filled. Yeah. You don't. And most <laughs> people, most like you'll see the articles and the podcast kids need to be bored mm -hmm. because they need mm -hmm. to find ways to entertain themselves ways to enter that's that's what i was thinking i couldn't think of the word but ways <laughs> to entertain themselves yeah and in that way they hopefully will find passions mm -hmm. yeah and that's really what you want your kids to do um and what i think a lot of homeschool parents hope for their kids is we show you you never stop learning Try to find those passions. Try to find what your talents are. Some people might have caught it earlier. I said, if my kids want to go to college. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I caught that. Yeah. I I am not. If my children want to go to college, I'm fine with that. But I want them to have a skill. So if they want to trade and do a trade school, yes. Yeah. If you want to, as long as you have a skill and you can provide mm -hmm. and take care of yourself, that's part of it. It's it, part of 
that's part of what I would also argue, you know, from my education days, meaning when I taught in the public schools, so many of my kids, they just put them in a college route and I'm like, yeah, they don't oh. need college. Oh yeah. They need a skill. They're really smart. I see it. They're yeah. brilliant. They'll take apart a car. Yeah. I can't do that. Yeah. I appreciate you saying that because I teach at a trade school mm -hmm. and in West Virginia, I feel like it has done such a wonderful job of CTE, which is um, career and technical education. I mean, every high school or every county basically in the state has some sort of career and technical education set in there. Could be culinary, could be automotive, it could be welding. And mm -hmm. um, it really, nursing, nursing, nursing is we the biggest a, one. We have a friend yeah. whose daughter is homeschooled and it, she's in a nursing program. Exactly, exactly. And um, not like, I, love to see my my students in culinary go into post-secondary so that they can further their education sure but at the same time i know i look at some of those kids and i'm like you don't need to go to college you just need to go work and you know what both kids one going to college and the other one going to work are going to be just as success successful yes and there are moments where me and steven talk and we're like i wish that we had just gone to work and not had all this college debt because we would be probably a little bit happier but we always ex nay that because then we never would have met. Yes, so, yes, <laughs> you yes. know, there, I know that there's always a reason. Yes. God always has a plan. But, but that's something um, I am so for career mm -hmm. training. Yeah. Career training because, you know, college is great. But there are some kids, they do. They just need to go out and work. Yep. They need to put skills in action. They don't need another four years of sitting and listening to people lecture. And, and gaining notes. debt. Because let's just be yes. honest, colleges are so expensive. They're so expensive. Um, you could you could have started college. Like right now, I'm starting a college fund for my kids and hoping that by 18 years, like I'll have something to show for it. But in 18 years, the price of college could, could have doubled. And whatever I have saved up is probably not even a quarter, like one semester. <laughs> so, you know, it doesn't, I mean, you can try to be prepared and all that. And I have family members who are like, no, they need to go to college. They need that piece of paper that tells you that you have a bachelor's degree because it pays more. Okay. Starting out. Sure. If, if I say I want, I have my resume and I have my bachelor's degree and I go and want a job, I might get like, $10,000 more than the other person. But at the same time, like the growth, you have $40,000 in debt, you're getting to pay $10,000 more. This person who didn't go to college is getting paid $10,000 less. I don't know, it kind of balances out to me. <laughs> A lot of it balances out. And those people who are who are going to work, most of them do have a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. Most of them have a piece of paper that says I have trained and mm -hmm. I am certified. Oh yeah. Certification. Yeah. Certification. And that piece of paper as a homeowner and a mom, um, I want good people with good values to come into my home and help me fix it. Mm -hmm. Growing up, my dad was an engineer and he fixed most of the things around the house. Mm -hmm. My husband does not have time for that. And that is not my gift. <laughs> it is not my gift. In fact, I've been, my husband has kindly banned me from plumbing and electrical when I made it rain <laughs> oh, no. in our kitchen, our first kitchen, I made it rain. And he just kindly looked at me and said, let's keep you away from plumbing. And um, to be on the safe side, don't touch electrical. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not like a sexist thing, guys. That's a totally, he loves me and wants me alive. Okay. And I'm okay with it. But I want people whom I can trust, yeah. who can do a good job yeah. to come and help us. Yeah. I want people to take good care of my car, whom I can trust. Yeah. And we lost somewhere along the way the respect for those jobs. And those for, jobs for are jobs, so yeah. important. Yeah. We all drive cars, and yet we go to an automotive shop for an oil change or something, and we bash on those guys getting to pay $15 an hour to change your oil, except for you're not doing it at home anyway. You wouldn't even know how to. <laughs> so, like, let's give them a little grace and just be like, thank you for your job. Oh. Thank you for having this job so that I can drive a car. Oh, like, I, you know, <laughs> we have, I mean, you have to teach your kids that too. And that's another beauty of homeschooling is working on character and virtues mm -hmm. and being able to teach them being that. Being a good person. Yeah. <laughs> in general. You, know, you can, like, they can get that some in school, but man, if they're with your mom all day and you can teach them those little nuggets, like, man, 
I love it that we have somebody who willingly comes and picks up our trash. That saves me time from going to a landfill. Yeah. Um, especially since, you know, I grew up in, I grew up in Southern West Virginia when they still burned our trash. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, now that laws have changed, you know, you need to do that and yeah. you want to do that. And so I'm thankful for that person and I'm thankful for the people whom I've trust to come in and take care of all that. And so that's another thing. I have a friend right now. Her son doesn't want to go to college. He's classically trained. He has a classical education. Brilliant. He wants to be an automotive repair and mm -hmm. that's what he's working on. And she's okay with that yeah. because she knows he's going to have a skill. He's passionate about that skill. And you know, if you're more passionate about a job, how much more that enhances your life. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's going to have a job that is going to pay for a family because mm -hmm. he'll be able to take care of a family if he wants that. Yeah. And that's peace. Yeah. Yeah. It's a piece that we miss a lot. Yeah. I think, and we don't have to go. In, I, I think I could talk about this for oh. hours and hours and days and days because, because probably I teach at a trade school, but at the end of the day, like what, do you, how do you measure success? If your measurement of success is the amount of money that you make, how big your house is, how many cars you have, then okay, fine. You know what? Me working here, making, you know, this much, uh, X amount of money, which is like a quarter of what you make over there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to look successful. But at the same time, Steve and I, like we remind ourselves, okay, I can't compare myself to this person mm -hmm. on Instagram because I have a house. I have two cars and I got two kids who are healthy. I have a dog and me and Steven are healthy and we both have jobs. Like that's success too, right? At the it end is. of the day, we're making it through the world mm -hmm. and we're not living in a box somewhere. And like, we've made it this far at this stage in our lives. And, so that, and, that's that... part of, and that's part of the beauty of homeschooling is your family's definition of success. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have some parents their definition of success is I want my kid to have that, mm -hmm, the, mm -hmm. the money, the degree, the prestige. And I grew up like that too. And, and you can have that in homeschooling. So I don't want yeah. them to think that, I mean, like for me, it's more faith-based. Like I, I, I really want my children to understand that God's with them still. You know, it's not just the Bible times and that's the beauty of the Catholic faith, the miracles that still occur and that the church recognizes could be happening and, and all of that. And for me to see them growing in that it's success. Mm -hmm. Um, if with that, they can take care of themselves, mm -hmm. that's great success. And if taking care of themselves, they have that big old house and that big paycheck, then, and that's what God wants to take them with fine. Then you say, take care of mommy later. <laughs> Have that, have that, you know, grandmother suite there, right? Yeah. You know, have that grandmother suite. So, um, you know, I think that's part of the beauty of homeschooling. You tailor it to your family. Yeah. You tailor it to your beliefs. Mm -hmm. What is important to you? What's yeah. important to your family? And, you know, you can break away. You can break away. It's scary. I'll be honest with you. There are times it's scary. Like, Amy, are we doing enough? Yeah. And like, yeah, wow. We still live in a very pro public school area, high school games on Friday, um, you know, all of that. And so you sit there and you wonder sometimes, but then you see your kids, you see how they interact with others and you're like, we're doing okay. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll wrap it up with yep. this final question then. If there is it kind of, I'll, I'll combine the last two, which is, um, what do you wish you had known when you first started homeschooling and like, how can that be an advice for somebody who is thinking about, uh, homeschooling their kids? You don't have to be perfect. Cause I was actually, you sent this question to me and I'm like, what, what, what would I have wanted to know? And then maybe the biggest thing is you don't have to be perfect. Most kids in a homeschool environment are getting one-on-one -on -one tutoring. That is mainly how most of your kings and queens were trained through the ages. They had a private tutor. Hmm. You're giving it to your kids. You want the best for your kids. But at the end of the day, you're human. You don't have to be perfect. And God willing, you can start the next day on a better note if it was <laughs> a bad day or you just keep on going but there's no perfect curriculum for your family. There's no perfect this for your family. 
just be there for your kids. Show them that learning is important. Encourage them when they don't want to do it. Hug them when it's hard and they're crying. Praise them when they do well. And just keep going. Just keep, But you don't have to be perfect. I don't think I realized I had that in me that I thought things had to be perfect. Because I'm not by any stretch like that. But yeah, you don't have to be perfect. You just have to love your kids and just keep going. One foot in front of the other, love them. Um, know if you're gonna homeschool, know the state's rules and regulations mm -hmm. and just keep going. You don't have to be perfect. You just have to be there and love them. That's awesome. And that's a great, just life, life mama advice in general, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah, it, it was hard. I, I feel like, I think my oldest would tell you I was hard on her when I shouldn't have been certain times. Mm -hmm. And because of that, it has to be like this. She mm -hmm. has to be like me or she has to be like my family. And it's like, no, she's, she's her. And I think that a lot of moms find that with their first child is that like how, because it's, it's the unknown, the first child, you're, you're feeling the pressure, which then kind of gets passed down to your kid, right. In like how we interact. Cause I know I've talked to my sister about this before. And she said that she knows she's like way harder on her first kid um, than she ever was with her second and third. And just cause she's had to adjust and it's not like she was doing, you guys aren't doing anything wrong. And I know I'm going to do that mm. with Carter. Um, it, it's, we just did the best we could with what we, we had and what we knew we did. And I'll be honest, if you're like me, I was the baby of the family. No, I, was like, <laughs> I was like the baby on both sides of mom and dad's family. So I really wasn't around a lot of younger kids. Mm -hmm. I think some people can pick up on not being as hard on firstborns and their kids if they've been around a bunch of kids and they've seen how the parents have parented them and, and love them yeah. and everything. No, like mm -hmm. I had my first baby and I'm looking at her like, you really let me take her home. Right. I'm, I'm not sure. Dude, me, me and Steven are both the youngest. He has an older brother. I have two older sisters and I think that part of that has resonated with Carter because he, that's why I think he likes the one-on-one -on -one times and like all his little personal little uh, nuances, because that's what Car uh, Steven and I were. And I'm like, Oh dear. <laughs> we have a, like, he definitely gives me the, I wish I was an only child vibe right now. And here's Riley though. She was just like, I'm the second crazy one. <laughs> like she's the one running around. So yeah, this is fun. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's um, yeah. Like, babies it was a brand new world to me I'm yeah like, yeah it was a very good thing my husband was a pediatrician <laughs> helped through many like what do you do yeah well I mean like I said before and I will keep saying again your kids are four of the most beautiful girls and they're so awesome and your husband's awesome too he takes care of Carter and Riley a lot for me um and just you're doing great Thank you. You're doing awesome. Thank you. So lots of prayer. Yeah. Lots so we, of prayer. so we give credit to God yes. and lots of prayer and, um, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So at the end of each podcast, we like to say a prayer. So, um, would you like to say one or do I can say one too? I'm going to let you go for it. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So, in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for allowing me and Susan to get together today and talk about um, her experience as a mama and especially with homeschooling. Um, and it is true that her, her faith has definitely led her through this um, journey in her life with her kids and the benefits um, and the struggles of both sides of the homeschooling. And I appreciate that she was able to sit down with me. You gave me the time to be able to share with others who have been on the edge or who have been really praying about it and wanting to get into this homeschooling life. So Heavenly Father, please allow this podcast to be shared with those who needed to hear or wanted to hear it and give them the strength that through you, we can do hard things and we can possibly give the um, education that our kids need in the way that we are able to present it through you. So Heavenly Father, thank you so much. Um, bless this family for all their love and courage and strength. And uh, we continue to ask you for continued blessings throughout our lives. In your name, okay. amen.
Thank you so much, Susan. You're I appreciate this. Uh, thank you listeners for thank being you. here. And um, we will, um, yeah, we got some more um, podcasts that we will be recording here in a couple of days. And um, so next week's going to be a treat as well. Um, if you have been here long enough to listen to all this, thank you. Uh, please just find us on Instagram or on Facebook and uh, see if you have um, the chance to give us a review or leave a comment if you really like this episode. If you homeschool your kids, please let us know. That'd be awesome to hear from other people from the community and, and how has it gone for you um the strengths the benefits ups and downs um because i know that they're especially with covid there's still a lot of people who are on that brink or have thought about it so thank you again and we look forward to hearing from everyone again bye bye